0: We have the Colts and the, Bron- and the Broncos tomorrow kicking off week five in the NFL. Colts are a plus three, plus 100. The Broncos a minus three, minus 120 due to the injury of Jonathan Taylor. Now there is some more value on the Colts. The over-under is 42, which our guy Andrew McInnes liked a lot. The Broncos minus 185 on the money line. The Colts plus 150. Any thoughts on this game tomorrow night, side or total?
1: Yeah, I think that this game's going to be really not very fun to watch, uh, truthfully. But we will be here, and we will be thugging it out. So I will have a bet in this game. Uh, We talked about this on Monday, was it? And I said, you know, I didn't have a side at that point uh, because you would imagine that Denver at home should be able to at least get one, get a win. And their offense has looked, you know up and down, and at times against uh, whoever it was that they lost to less, was it Raiders? The Raiders, Raiders. Yeah, it was Vegas. Raiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lost to the Raiders. At times, it looked like they were going to be able to keep up. Uh, I think the Raiders are a better offense than the Colts. I think that even with all the issues that the Raiders have, the Colts' offensive line was supposed to be their bread and butter. They went from having a top-five offensive line to probably having a top-15 offensive line, and Jonathan Taylor hasn't been able to do much I think that's part of it, and his explosiveness is part of that it, that has sort of regressed, and now the injury, so that that might have been it. There's not a lot of weapons that I trust for these colts. Uh, they have what Alec Pierce and Zach Pascal and not much Mo Ali Cox yeah, and guys that the like. casual fan don't really love. Mm-mm. Matt Ryan has looked uh, really really bad at times and okay at times uh, defensively. You know, Shaq Leonard, Shaq. Uh, Shaq De- Darius, I call him Shaq, Shaq Darius. Darius. He's been he's been banged up as well. So I mean, this game is not going to be fun to watch. And I think Andrew McInnes might be right that the number forty-two seems a little high for two teams that have been struggling to move the rock and get into the end zone. Probably would look at Indianapolis plus three and a half if I could get it. Don't really like it anymore at three. The line has moved actually the other way, which scares uh-huh. me. It's three and a half on Monday. Jonathan Taylor gets ruled out and it moves to three. I don't know about you. That feels a little suspect to me. Stanky. Uh. So, yeah, I'd take the under. I don't even trust Denver to take them on the money line, honestly. Wouldn't do that at minus 185. You know, you're talking about Denver who has lost also uh, Javante Williams so he's done for the year you've got melvin gordon who and latavius murray melvin gordon has just not looked great he's obviously getting up there in age latavius murray let's be honest is not an every down back so it's going to be on russell wilson to sling the rock and you know as bad as the colts are their defense is you know okay so that maybe scares me a little bit given the fact that denver can't just run the ball and play defense but uh Yeah, just give me the under in this game. That's probably all I have in terms of side or total.
0: Trista, I would wait on this game until tomorrow. I think it's going to bump up to three and a half again. I think you're going to get that with the Colts. If it does, absolutely love it in Indianapolis. You know that I love when we look at the conferences, when we have like AFC West versus AFC South. We've already had three AFC West versus AFC South matchups this season. We had the Jags versus the Chargers. Blowout win for the Jags. We had the Titans against the Raiders. Titans were pretty much in control of that whole game. Managed to win. We had the Texans against the Broncos. Texans very comfortable in that game. One uh covered the spread rather easily. Broncos struggled. We also sorry we did have the Chargers last week against the Texans. Texans came back, almost covered that spread, but fought to the end with the Chargers. But I really like the Colts this week against Denver. It's a desperation spot, just like it was against the Chiefs a couple weeks ago. Need to win this game. I think you're going to get their best football out of them. Jonathan Taylor, as great as he is, the fact that they haven't been able to get him going, I think might be a little bit of a crutch for them. When you have a back that is gr- is that great, who is that important to your success last season. You almost
1: keep banging your head against the wall that's a little exactly
0: bit. exactly right. And you almost try and force feed him a little bit, trying to like keep trying to get him going, oh, maybe this is the next play that he gets going. Oh, if we give it to him again, maybe he'll break this one. Well, now you don't have to worry about that. You can just call your game. You can spread the ball around. You can bring in multiple backs. And I talked about this earlier in the week. The Colts last year had two primetime games out on the West Coast against Arizona and against San Francisco. They won both of them outright as underdogs. So they don't mind traveling to the Mountain West time zone, Western time zone, and winning these games on a short week. I like the Colts. We've seen this Broncos team in prime time already twice this season. Hasn't been pretty against Seattle or San Francisco. So give me an Indianapolis, Trista. Plus 3.5. I think it's going to get bumped back up there. If not, just buy it at 3.5 minus 120. Also, would think about sprinkling the money line at plus 150. I, I think they're very much a live dog to win this game. So I like that. I also, you know, everybody thinks, oh, under, under, under. I actually think that because everybody loves the primetime under so much and how much the Broncos' offense has struggled, and now that the Colts don't have Jonathan Taylor, the under almost seems too easy that I think we could get ourselves an over game here, possibly.
1: You think you're overthinking it?
0: I, I or could, underthinking I, it? I, I could be under or overthinking it. But the fact that it's 42 and it's not like a 38 and a half or a 39 and a half, or, the fact that it's 42...
1: And you're like, huh. I think we
0: could get an over here.
1: I'm like, hmm. Yeah. You know what I might do? Do what I did in the Niners game. Under 45 and a half.
0: And Tease it, up, Tease it like up a little bit. Tease it up a little bit. Maybe
1: like a... Maybe like a win spread. You know, that's a, that's one of the things that I really like a lot, PJ, is something that's a new feature on BetMGM. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called, where is it? Win spread slash total. So you can get Indianapolis plus three and a half and under 45 and a half points at plus 195. That's what it is right there. Spread really? and total points. Plus 195 for Colts, plus three and a half and under 45 and a half.
0: I like that. Yeah, me too. I like Getting that.
1: Getting a little plus money value. Yeah, that's. That is. Yeah, you're talking tasty. my language. Yeah, and I like maybe that. I'll do that. Maybe I like that. that's what we'll have. Plus
0: 195. That's nice. I also wrote down here Colts team total over 19 and a half points.
1: I just have a feeling the Colts are going to score some points. Tomorrow. Let me ask you a question. In regards to these AFC South. AFC West matchups that you've been talking about. What do you attribute that to?
0: You know, I I don't know. The reason I just bring that stuff up is because we know when all these teams, when they build their football teams, the first thing you do is you try and win your division, right? That's the first thing you try and go. Your goal every year is to win your division because that's the way that you lock up a home playoff game. That's how you make just the playoffs in general. That's your goal every year. And then once you've gotten to the point where you're the Buffalo Bills, where you're the Kansas City Chiefs, then you start to build the roster to how do we beat the other teams in the AFC? How do we win the Super Bowl every year? But again, all these teams in the AFC South, they're building their teams so they can stop the run because of the running backs in that division. James Robinson, Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, now Houston's got this Damian Pierce guy very good. And then obviously the AFC West, it's all about the quarterbacks. So we got to get great secondaries. The char—the Broncos, we have to draft Patrick Sertan. The Chargers, we have to go out and we have to trade for J.C. Jackson. So
1: it's such a fantastic analysis. And then you you face a team that all they want to do is run the ball. And you're like, well— we're not really good at stopping the run. Bingo. Chargers were the worst team in the NFL at stopping the run last year. Bingo. And now you've got Damian Pierce running down your throat. Now you got James Robinson and ETN and Jonathan Taylor. And you're like, well, these these uh corners aren't
0: helping me. So I'm getting I'm getting a division that is built to run the football and stop the run. And I'm getting a division that's built to throw the ball and stop the pass and always give me the division that wants to run the football because especially when you go on the road that's the formula you want to keep the other team's offensive quarterback on the sideline you want to chew clock this you want to so control fantastic. the line of scrimmage and that's what you do this is a very good breakdown so that's that's this where, like
1: if this is an elite breakdown thank you
0: so that's that's why i love looking at that stuff because i really think there is some truth in it we talked about too the nfc east against the afc south And the NFC East. I mean, Trista, look at the look at the running quarterbacks that are in the NFC East: Jalen Hurts, Daniel Jones. They had Taylor Heineke there last year. Dak is a pocket passer, but can be mobile when he wants to be. That's why when those teams go up against the AFC South, they're not they're not afraid of running football teams because they know how to defend quarterbacks, so they know how to defend running backs too. So I just think it's a matchup of divisional differences. And it favors the AFC South, and that's why they're having success in these matchups. All we have is Broncos and Colts tomorrow, Ugh. and we talked <laughs> we talked spreads and totals about that game. Clearly, we were very excited about it. And now we're going to, as
1: long as we make money, whatever you know, that's
0: exactly right. Now we're going to get into some props and parlays, Trista. So. When you look at this game from props and parlays, is there anything that uh, that catches your eye? Do you have a parlay that you like? In terms of props,
1: I feel like there's an interesting one that catches my immediate eye, right? We've got Naheem Hines. Naheem Hines, we know he's going to be the lead back right now given the fact that Jonathan Taylor is not going to play. We Correct. know that's the case, yes, right? we do. So, if... If the Colts can't run the ball, I think this team's in trouble. Yeah, they're done. Naheem Hines' rushing yards number, 36 and a half.
0: Pretty that good. feels
1: like even though he's not you know, somebody that's a household name, you know, you have a defense for the Broncos that you would imagine is going to try to slow him down. I kind of like that over 36 and a half. And then if you look at you know, his receptions made, I'm looking at that as well. Three and a half. At minus 130. When you look at Naheem Hines and how they like to use him, even when Jonathan Taylor was playing, he's a pass catcher. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. He's uh, not quite a Tony Pollard, but that's what they want to use him as. Uh, just kind of have him in pre-snap motion, have him running some short routes, that kind of a thing. Right. So I like that number. And then also, I'm looking at Russell Wilson's passing attempts. If you look what he's done last four games, he had 42 against Seattle, but we knew what that was. That was a shootout, right? So you throw that thing out. You throw that Geno Smith massacre in the first game of the season, and we know Seattle's defense is, is abysmal, mm-hmm. even though the Seattle only put up 16 points. So he threw 42 times in that one, but outside of that, he's only gone over the number of his attempts in this prop one time, and that was very, very close, and that was in San Francisco. So he's had 31 attempts, 33 attempts, and 25 attempts. His number is 31 and a half at minus 115 both ways. So I like the under in this in this spot. I just think, listen, I know that they don't have Javante, but I don't know if Russell Wilson's going to be slinging it
0: all over the place. Right, uh, which is, again, and I was going to say, I like Russell Wilson's over-rushing yards, 12-1⁄2 mm-hmm. 120. We haven't gotten that vintage Russell Wilson rushing game yet. We have not. We have not, and I feel like we're kind of due for it. Each week, it seems like he's kind of getting more and more comfortable in this system. You know, everybody wanted this Broncos offense from week one to just be the juggernaut that on paper we all thought it was going to be, but this coaching staff is all brand new. They have to learn each other, and as time goes on, we saw last week they started to get a little bit going, and I think without Javante Williams, Trista, they need to get more creative ways to get the running game going. And I think Russ is going to put it upon himself to look to run a little bit more. And even if he's just getting chunks of three, four, five yards, you know, that could stack up. And I think that over 12 and a half rushing yards, minus 120, I like that look. I also, you know, I love going with the kicker prop every week. I like McManus over one and a half field goals made. Broncos have really struggled in the red zone this season. They haven't been scoring touchdowns. They've been settling for field goals. I think that continues tomorrow. Indies formula if they want to keep this game close they're gonna have to keep Denver to field goals. It's just the way it's gonna be. Just the way it's I feel like it's correlated. If you like Indy to keep this game close tomorrow, plus three, plus three and a half, they're gonna have to keep Denver to some field goals. So because of that, I like McManus over one and a half field goals made minus one ten. And then also Trista in the prime time games I always feel like Mo Alley Cox gets some love, the tight end. Always feel like he's good for a red zone target, maybe you can find him in the end zone plus 333 anytime touchdown. I like that value from LaLico. I
1: like that too. Let me ask you this peach. Naheem Hines versus Melvin Gordon the 3rd. Mm. Which running back because it's gross, do you have more faith in? It's
0: a good question. I would say probably Melvin Gordon. But I do like Naheem Hines. Both teams are running football teams. Both of these backs are veterans. They've been in the system for a couple years. Naheem Hines has been there his whole career. But Hines, they use more so as a receiver. Mm -hmm. Gordon, he is a receiver as well. They can use him out of the backfield. But now he's really going to be asked to carry the load as a just running back. Hines, I think he's going to be the number one guy. But I don't know who's Indy's backup is. But they're definitely going to shuffle in some guys to... Tote the rock. Very when, when sketchy
1: rushing attempt prop line here. Melvin Gordon, 14 and a half is the number, and it's juiced under minus 130. Thoughts on what that game script looks like? Is Does that mean they're that I come should out stay slinging. away from Russell Wilson passing attempts because, boy, oh, boy, is he going to just be slinging the rock around? Is that what, is that what Vegas thinks? I
0: kind of think so. Well, you got to keep in mind, they just lost Javante Williams. This is a short week. So you don't want Melvin taking all these hits in a span of five days, right? Yep. So maybe you go easy on his workload this week. He gets the mini buy. They don't play until next Sunday. So you lean on. Who do on they have Russ behind him? Bit. I guess they're
1: just going to play Latavius Murray.
0: That's that's a, a
1: lot. He's yeah. been just sitting there doing nothing. So okay. Well then, what about Courtland Sutton? Then let's look at him. His receptions number minus one forty to the over at four and a half. I kind of like that. I know that it's a little juicy, but in terms of like putting it into a, maybe a parlay.
0: Possibly Sutton. Judy had a nice week last week. He found did. the end zone. Yeah, you know, one of those two guys I think could have a, could have a good week for, for Denver. It's tough, Tristan. you know, usually we go into these primetime games and I have a feel for like Same. one or two guys I like, but with Jonathan Taylor out, with Javante Williams out, tough to analyze. With how up and down these passing attacks have been, it's been, it's, it's tough. Any one of these guys. This is a tough game game to like. Want
1: to stomach, honestly. It
0: it is a tough game
1: because they're just very. Wow, Indiana really put it put it on Charlotte. They're just very inconsistent teams, Mm -hmm. right? You're looking at Russell Wilson. You know, the one thing that's been consistent is that this team has not scored any more than 23 points all year. 16, 16, 11, 23. What a gross offense. This is really gross. That is. Let's look at Russell Wilson's, uh, actually, his yardage for a second, because maybe that's the way to get into it. Interceptions thrown potentially as well. His number's 230 and a half, Peach. What you think? For
0: passing yards?
1: 237, 184, 219, and the number is 230 and a half.
0: Man. I mean, how about the fact that Matt Ryan's is 227 and a half? I think that's telling that Russ and Matt Ryan are that close together.
1: Washed, I, He's washed,
0: yeah. I, I don't know, Trista. i I would probably lean to the over if I had a play, but the fact that him and Ryan are that close, i I don't know. I don't know. The under, like you said, is juice minus one twenty. That's tough.
1: no I tell you don't what, like either of there's those. just nothing that I absolutely see on the board and say yes, I need
0: that i I agree with you. I agree. I did scribble down a little parlay for plus 525 that I thought was interesting. All right. Colts plus three and a half. Yeah. I had the over 42. Yeah. Broncos over one and a half field goals made and Broncos one passing touchdown plus 525.
1: Ooh, I I like that.
0: But I think you're under 45 and a half, even though the odds would come down. I think I might like that better sprinkling that in there.
1: Yeah. I'm going to make something up here right now. So we'll figure that out. I think I'll do Colts plus three and a half. Under forty-five and a half and Cortland Sutton to record over 49 and a half receiving yards. That is plus 320. Oh. I kinda like that. Maybe plus I'll play that. Maybe I'll play that. And of course, the third leg probably won't hit. Probably Cortland's Very Cortland nice.
0: Sutton's. Okay. I yeah. You know, a parlay might be a way to attack this tomorrow and not the player props. Yeah. Just do like a spread, a little adjusted over under. Maybe you get a prop or two in there. That's adjusted as well. Adjusted. Yeah, that, that and just, you know, try and get some juice because Trista, it's tough. No Jonathan Taylor. Short week. Both these offenses have been so inconsistent. Both quarterbacks have been inconsistent. I really do think the play, though, is Colts plus three and a half. Get the hook. I think it's going to be close. It's going to be tight. That's that's the play. That That hook is going to be very key in this game. Indianapolis is going up there. They're, they're going to compete. I can't remember who was on the show yesterday. Oh, it was Baldy who was saying that the Colts started like one in five last year. Yeah. So they're one, one and two, or they're one, two, and one this year. So they're not off to a great start, but. Better than one
1: in five. Better
0: than one in five. And so, right, this is familiar territory for them. They're going to rally, they know this is a big game. I think it's gonna be close, so I think three and a half's the way to go, and then make yourself a little parlay try and get some juice,
1: yeah, and I think Frank Reich is no stranger to you know being in a hole, so I think he'll be I think he'll be hyper motivated to go into Denver and make something happen, and in terms of like just what we see from Denver in Denver, like we see a lot of unders typically when you go to Mile high, even with that you know thin air, and you would imagine that there would be a lot more offense you know, fast, fast floors, fast turf, as they say.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but it just hasn't really been the case. So I kind of like that under 45 and a half as well.
0: I like that. Trista, if you had to place a bet on one of these teams to make the playoffs, who would Ooh. you be more confident in? God, that's just such a great question. Because, you know, the Colts obviously have the easier division, but we both agree Jacksonville's the best in that division. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the Broncos are in the AFC West but they're the more talented team.
1: I think it's the Colts for me.
0: I I think I would agree.
1: And that's sad. I know. That's so sad. I know. Because people were out here touting Russell Westbrook for, Russell Westbrook, I'm watching the Lakers (laughs) right now, Russell Wilson for MVP. No, 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 sir.
0: It's so funny you say that. I texted my, uh, my dad and my uncle when Russell Wilson got traded to Denver, and I was like, Russ to Denver. And they're like, Russell Westbrook to the Nuggets? I'm like, no. No. Wilson to the Broncos. But I can see why he thought that. But man, yeah, he he is just not he has not looked great there in Denver. I'm not buying into this that he's washed quite yet. I just think it's taken him some time to get adjusted to a new team, new city, new coaching staff. I don't think he's as great as he once was, but I don't think he's as bad as everybody's making him out to be.
1: Yeah, I, I think, agree. I they've got some, okay. they've got some sprinkling and some smoothing things out to do on big both time. sides of this.
0: Man, that Javante Williams loss is big though. That is huge.
1: What do you think about Such this? Such a good back. Why don't you think? What do you think about them trying to go out and get like David Montgomery?
0: He could, could try out. Go out and get a back. I think they're going to stick with Melvin Gordon. I think they like their team. Their defense is still very good. They have some good young receivers. It Just all comes down to Russ. They, they need Russ to be the guy that they traded for. And so far, he has not been that guy.